What's up everybody, Marcus here. I just wanted to get you a little excited about our upcoming episodes and I have a favor to ask. So over the last couple of weeks, I've recorded episodes with our first CMO, one you'll likely know and admire, a product-led growth product marketing expert, a consumer psychology product marketing expert, and a brand product marketing expert. I learned so much during all of these. You're going to love them. Okay, favorite time. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, please. It really, really helps. Uh, I want to know what you think, so drop me some stars and some feedback. Okay, that's it. Here's the lush. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we are going to dive deep into interviewing, specifically acing a product marketing interview. So if you've got an interview coming up or if you are trying to break into product marketing, this one is for you. Interviews are pressure-packed situations. You have a very limited amount of time to make a great impression on a small group of people who will ultimately decide if you get the job or not. You're trying to show you know your stuff and impress them and stand out all while maintaining your cool and showing that you'll be a good future coworker. That is a lot, right? Uh, on top of that, product marketing can mean different things to different people, and the skills you need to show off are broad, but they're also very nuanced. You can be a really talented product marketer and just be a bad interviewer, and that can really sink your chances um, from getting the job that you really want. Product marketing is becoming more and more popular, and there are a lot of people right now either looking for something new or looking to break into a new career, and product marketing could absolutely be great for them, for you maybe, uh, but you got to nail the interview. So I wanted to get a product marketing expert on the show who could really help us figure this out. Also, I think that a lot of people doing the interviews on the other side of the table can learn a lot from exploring this topic. Abdul Rastigar is a director of product marketing and the host of the LinkedIn show, Up Your Game, where marketing executives provide job interview advice for more junior marketers. What's really, really interesting about Abdul is that he's become an expert at interviews kind of the hard way, right? In his own words, he stumbled pretty badly in more than a few interviews. And I love that. I think embracing your failures and really learning from them and turning them into strengths is how all progress happens. So super excited to have him on the show. Abdul, how you doing? Doing great, Marcus. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So Abdul, I'd love to hear a little bit about your path to becoming, um, to getting into product marketing. How did that happen for you? It was a very unexpected path. I had never even heard of product marketing. In fact, I, was a, I started out as a scientist, as a um, chemist and went down the medical uh, path. That's, that's how I started my career. And over time I evolved it into marketing. And even then I didn't know what product marketing was. I really fell into it over, um, over a period of several years. And I actually think that's pretty common. I think that's almost universal when you talk to product marketers. You know, that field until recently, it wasn't really well established. And, and nobody goes to school or to business school learning what product marketing is. It's just simply not done. You learn on the job. And certainly that's been the way for me. It's been learning on the job. And uh, I have to say, um, ShareBird's been a fantastic resource for me in terms of learning, um, but also speaking with other people who've gone down that path for me, uh, before me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ShareBird is a great way to learn about um, the job and the kind of the skills, but also get good at the different elements of it. I think you can learn a lot from just reading the, the different AMAs. So when you... When you started to learn about product marketing, I guess, what were you most attracted to? For me, it was really like, you know, the, the work and the alignment between my skills and kind of what I saw on the job. What did you see? What, did you, what attracted you to like the work? 
Um, for me, it's all about strategy. I'm, I'm really a strategy-driven guy. I'm a very big picture, kind of long vision type of person. That's just what excites me. And uh, that's that's a perfect role for product marketing, right? Of course, there's very uh, there are a lot of tactical elements to it and the execution part. You can't be a good product marketer until you execute at the operational level. But uh, the fact that in product marketing, you can set direction, you can work with product management to think about adjacent markets or uh, new products and new kind of customer segments. That's really what entices me at the end of the day. Where are we going three years down the line, five years down the line? Nobody else really thinks about that. That is the job of product marketing and a good product marketer will do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think in more so too, as the job evolves and the changes that I've seen in the last few years, I think that um, product marketing is only becoming more strategic. So, you know, at, at some companies, I think it can be kind of a tactical role. Um, but if you find the right company and you kind of position yourself the right way, I think it'd be a very, very strategic role. And that's probably when we have the most impact. So um, love to hear that. So you did your uh, AMA on Sharebird on acing the product marketing interview. So let's start there. Like, why, why did you pick that topic? And you've got a show on that topic now. Like, you know, why is this important to you? Uh, it was my way of helping out in, in the economic crash. So came, March came around and all these people around me are losing their jobs. And I started thinking, what can I do to help people get a job? What's, what's my kind of part in this? And yeah, I can tell people, hey, there's an opening at my company or whatever. But that's only going to help one person at the end of the day. I can do something bigger. So I, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I know several CMOs, former bosses. I could probably just do like a quick interview with them, put it up on LinkedIn, and it'll help people get, a, get, you know, get some interview advice. And part of the reason that, that came up, specifically that, is because I do a lot of interviewing. And when I interview people, I can tell that they have the requisite experience. They just don't interview very well. Mm-hmm. They won't have the experience in interviewing. Right, so they'll they'll do marketing for for years on end, and they get the day to day experience. But they haven't interviewed in five years or seven years. There's one lady I spoke with hadn't interviewed in twelve years because she kept getting acquired from one company to another. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, maybe you can help. Maybe that's what my share in this is. I can start helping people do better at their job interviews, and it's kind of snowballed from there. I mean, you know, I was expecting five, maybe six videos and be done with it. Since then, I've had over thirty people contribute their knowledge to me and it doesn't seem to be ending. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really one of those things where uh, you've really got to prepare for it. And I think you can get better at it and improve at it. Uh, There's definitely some people who are, you know, natural interviewers, I think, or maybe good in those sorts of situations, but um, that doesn't mean that they will be a good product marketer necessarily. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, I do. Yeah. I think, I think it's smart and I'm, I'm glad people are interested because I think if you can work on it, you can really, you know, be a great product marketer and crush the interview. So one thing that I, when, you know, when I'm interviewing is that I start to notice that product marketing candidates can start to, sometimes it's hard for people to differentiate themselves, you know, and I start to feel like everybody's kind of coming in with a lot of the same story. When it comes to product marketing candidates, how do you think people can really separate themselves from the pack? There's actually a very easy way to do it. Well, I shouldn't say easy, but there's a straightforward path of doing it. Because you're right, uh, when I interview candidates, it's extremely difficult for me to keep them apart at the end of the day. You know, I'll, I'll have interviewed maybe four people in one day, and I, at the end of the day, I'm like, which one said what now? Because mm-hmm. they all sound the same. They all talk about the same things. There's very little differentiation. What makes it possible to differentiate yourself is, is by talking about outcomes-based uh, product interviews, oh, marketing interviews. Um, a lot of people will talk very much tactically. You know, I, I developed campaigns or help work with develop campaigns. I did a product launch and I did, you know, sales enablement. 
and they'll go through all of the tactical steps of what they did, but nobody will ever talk about, hey, I launched this product because I needed to defend market share, or we launched this product because we needed to increase revenue, and mm -hmm. here was our target, and here's how we achieved that. And because so few people do that, it is a perfect opportunity for somebody with some kind of knowledge to come in there and set themselves apart and say, here's what we try to achieve, here's how we did it, here's our impact, and here's my contribution to that. And when, when somebody does that, it will stand out for me because it's rare. Yeah, I totally agree. I've seen that missing in a lot of the interviews that I've done. So um, yeah, I think that is a very, I think you're right. That is a pretty easy way to kind of kind of do that. And I, I also noticed that, you know, there's some people who will concede. Sometimes I think that product marketing candidates try to be good at everything. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you do have to be a generalist to be a good product marketer. But sometimes I think that people overdo it, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm great at everything. And like the sometimes the people that stand out in my mind are the ones who maybe they can see that they're not great at particular things, but they're the best in the world at other things, you know? And so that, that helps me too. It's like, I really want to know what you're really, really great at. Um, and I want you to be confident in that. And I think that, you know, cause that's, dif that's differentiation and that's, we, that's a, a core skill that we have to be good at. So that's, that's something that I look for a little bit. You no, know, absolutely. Anybody who tells you that they're great at everything, product marketing is not telling the truth. It's <laughs> that's right. What's going it's, on? You can't possibly do it all. It's true. It's, you know, there's just too many things. I think that's, uh, that's very fair. So tactically, you know, what are the, what, like if you're an interviewer, if you're an interviewee, what do you think some of the core questions that should be asked or will be asked in a product marketing interview are? There are certain questions that come up over and over again, and as they should, because they're so central to what product marketing does. It's tell me about go-to-market strategy. How would you develop a launch plan? Talk to me about how you've launched a product, right? Tell me about value propositions and messaging. Those are all core aspects of what product marketing does. So they need to be part of the job interview. There are other things you can ask that'll give you an insight into the candidate. Um, for me, some of those things are, are about, hey, tell me how you, your understanding of this job, tell it to me in your, in your, in your terms, right? Because it gives me an insight of uh, what, what they see they're going to be doing. Product marketing has so many different things that's possible, um, but a, a well-written job description will um, identify, here's what we're going to focus on, here's what you're going to do. And I want the candidate to be able to tell me that. Because, you know, if they start talking about pricing when that's nowhere in the job description, that tells me, okay, they know about pricing, but, you know, did they really pay attention to the job description? That's one piece of insight that I get. Another thing um, is actually I make a point to give people time to ask questions. It is absolute priority for me to give the candidate um, the opportunity to ask questions because I judge um, their capabilities based on the questions they ask me. If they're asking about, hey, what's it like, you know, do I get benefit? what are the benefits like here or whatever, that's pretty low-level questions. Um, this is an opportunity for that candidate to show me that they're a strategic thinker. So if they start asking me challenging questions about why we lose customers, why we, you know, what, what's keeping me awake at night, what, um, what are some of the challenges we've heard, what's some of the customer feedback, hey, what's your customer acquisition cost and long-term uh, lifetime of customer value? Those types of questions tell me, hey, this person really thinks in depth and critically, and they're going to challenge me in this job. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. I think um, I often learn a lot and more in those last, you know, I mean, if it's a if it's a half an hour interview, if it's a quick one, in those last five to ten minutes when they're asking questions, you really do. There's really a lot you can pick up there. Yeah, um, and you can actually. That's another area for uh, 
and distinguishing yourself as a candidate because again most candidates 90 percent or more will not ask those types of questions yeah. so if you give outcomes-based answers during your interview and then you start asking strategic questions at the end you've really set yourself apart yeah i think you know i think when i uh got hired at hubspot i think i asked the cmo mike volpe i was uh i might i haven't read zero to one recently and i asked him what was you know what's what's hubspot's unfair advantage in the market and i think it kind of he was like oh that's an interesting question and i think it helped me a lot you know i think it was something that i was curious about and um you know, I, I do think people should prepare for that, right? Like don't get to that question part and then just not have anything interesting to ask. So, yeah. And another thing I see from that um, is that a lot of times people will ask questions and it's like going through a checklist, right? They'll mm -hmm. ask a question, I'll give the answer and then they move on to the next question. Those questions should be an opportunity for discussion. Yeah. But if you move on from one question to another, it just tells me you're going through the motions. You know, somebody coached you to ask questions but you're not really understanding the, the value of, the, of, of that, you know, information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So that, I think that's something that people probably don't think about preparing for when they go into an interview, what questions are you going to ask um, the people interviewing you and are they good ones? What other things do people, like if you're a candidate coming to, you know, a competitive product marketing opening, what other things should you prepare for that interview? You're going to be talking to a number of uh, people, right? Some of them will be in product marketing. Some of them will be demand generation leaders. Some of them might be in sales. It really depends on the company. So you should be uh, prepared to speak, uh, to tailor your conversation with each person. So if you're talking to a product marketing person, you talk details on product marketing. If you're talking to a salesperson, you talk about how your job relates to sales, right, to their role. And if you're talking to a field marketing person or head of field marketing, for example, or demand generation, you have discussions in their language using their terminology, right? That requires a lot of preparation. And not everybody is an expert at sales or demand generation or all of it. Um, but if you really want to impress those people, you speak on their terms, not on your terms. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that um, uh, is possible for product marketers too, right? You know, we should have, like that shows, if you can't do that, that's, you may not be a great fit for the role, right? Because I do think the best product marketers are generalists and so they have that like background in those different you know they've worked with a creative video team before they've worked with a customer marketing team before you know so they've had they have that experience and they should be able to come in and like talk shop with whoever so whether or not you you can or can't do that it might just depend on how well prepared you are to your point so um, absolutely and and you know not everybody is going to be an expert in everything that's impossible but you should be able to pick up the language to some extent and be able to do some research and speak at, you know at a surface level and and even if you do that enough that's good enough already and if you show that you've done some of that preparation too mm -hmm. i also think it just shows that you you want the job and you really care about it you know enough yeah. to research some of their goals or some of their teams or who these people are right and if you think about marketing, right, the best marketers will tailor their message to the market, to the individual customer, right? Isn't this the, the same idea if you think about it? Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think so. I think you, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be yourself and like be an accurate representation of like who you are and what you're good at, but that flexed into the, into the company that you're interviewing for, you know? So it's like, you're not, you're not inauthentic, but you're also really tailoring your message, like you're saying to that, to that audience. One question you touched on was this product launch message, which I think, or the question, which I think you're right. Every product marketing uh, candidate is going to get some version of this question. When you ask about the product launch question in people's experience launching a product, uh, is there anything particular that you're looking for? Like, you know, what's a great answer there sounds like to you? 
Let me answer that by giving you what a terrible answer starts. Like, <laughs> then I'll tell you what a great answer starts. Perfect. A bad answer, and this happens way too often, unfortunately it happens too often, people will ramble. They'll just keep going and going mm -hmm. and going and going, and I'm sitting there rubbing my head thinking, when will this stop? Because you've already lost me and none of it matters to me anymore. Um, the great answers will be short, concise, and they will be metrics, outcomes driven, right? You will have specific metrics in there. Here's what we're trying to achieve. Here was the result, and this was my piece of the pie. And this is what my contribution was. And then you stop. You deliver that key information. You stop. And what you're doing is multiple things. One, you're impressing the product, uh, the hiring manager with your kind of abilities and you deliver what you've delivered, right? Um, the second piece is you're showing them that you know what's important because as a product marketer, I'm hiring people who know what's important so that they can position the right things to the customer. If you're rambling and talking for like 10 minutes, um, you're telling me that you don't really know how to be concise and that, that concerns me in terms of your actual kind of uh, practical capabilities. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think there's pressure in the in the interviews to really try and impress people and try yeah. and pack in all of this into a short interview, yeah. but you're totally right. Like if you can be concise and sort of keep it short and sweet and really focused on what's impactful or out, outcome driven like you said, like it you know just res, you know it's, it's confidence, right? And like it just comes off as yeah, I, you know, I trust this person knows what they're talking about and you know that they they've really thought through this and know how they contributed to that launch or know the impact that launch had, which is obviously what you want at your business, right? Right, exactly. And if if you think about what is our job as product marketers? It's to take this extremely difficult, complex software, well, in my, in my world software, whatever it is, products that you have, the extremely complex products and to distill the value propositions down to just a few points. What are the most important benefits you get out of it, right? So that takes a lot of effort and that's why not everybody can do product marketing. And if you take that of knowledge and that skill set and apply it to your interview and how to position yourself and how you give answers, it's the same idea. It is. It really is. And that's something that I've noticed too. Like, you know, I think sometimes there will be a good candidate uh, who comes around who is impressive for certain reasons, but you know, it's just like the, if they can't position themselves well, or they can't differentiate themselves well, or if they can't explain a technical product, like that's always a bit of a red flag to me because it's like, okay, that's the, you know, those are some of the core skills that you've got to, you've got to yeah. figure out here. So I think applying that work to the interview process is, um, is smart because yeah people are i mean you've you're, you've obviously noticed it i've noticed it i think i think everyone probably does who's hiring mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely it's it's as a product market you have this key advantage um i think the only people that have that is uh the only others are salespeople. It's right being able to distill distinct messages not everybody can do that but so use it please use it right use it for your <laughs> job interviews for yourself yeah, absolutely. How about, you know, with, with where we're at today, is there any, is there anything that changes with any of that in interviewing remotely or kind of, you know, doing this, doing these interviews over videos? Have you noticed any challenges or changes just recently interview process? So, so the, uh, in my mind, the, the, the core answer there is no, the, those, the, the things still matter, right? What matters is, Hey, can this person give me the right answer? Can they be concise? Can they give me an impact uh, statement on how they actually move the needle forward? Those things will ma won't matter if I'm talking to you over the phone, in person, or on Zoom. Uh, for me, I've been I've been remote for over a dozen years, so it's like it's completely. I don't even think about it. It's second nature for me. So having said that, I understand that it's not natural for a lot of people who are this kind of a new environment for them. What I would say for them is just relax. We're all in a difficult environment. It's okay if your dog barks in the background. It's okay if your kids are running around. It's no one will judge you about that today. It's you know last year that would have been a problem. 
at this point in time, we've got bigger issues. So, so don't worry about that. Just relax, continue to talk about outcomes. In my mind, right, it's, it's about outcomes and impact. It's about being concise and showing how you're making a contribution. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You have to have some certain level of just like, you know, feeling comfortable um, and trying to, you know, tune out the, any distractions, like looking at yourself or feeling self-conscious because you're not getting that like feed loop, feedback loop from yeah. being in the physical room with, with people. But yeah, I think, you know, figuring out whatever, whatever you can do to relax and you're, you're right. Like, you know, not, not worry too much about like what your background looks like or what sounds because um, there is a new level of empathy out there for that because everybody's doing it. So. You want to know a trick, actually, that really helps people get comfortable on camera? Yeah, of course. You're on a Zoom call, and there's like two or three other people on. And a lot of times, internally, when it's on a Zoom call, everybody keeps their camera off. Be the only person to keep their camera on. And I guarantee you, it'll be so uncomfortable at first. And after just <laughs> a few times of doing that, it'll be completely second nature. And that'll help you become much, much more comfortable on Zoom. So try that. It, it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think it's different at every company or organization, but that's, you know, we're, we're always video on it at HubSpot and I think you get comfortable with it pretty quickly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So one, one question I wanted to dig in on is what are the right, let's say I'm, you know, hiring a, uh, a senior product marketing manager and I want to test to see if they have the right skills for this job. You know, are there other questions or categories of questions that, interviewers should be asking that candidates could expect? Yeah, and it's, of course, there are questions, but there's also um, show me practical things you've done. Show me if you own a product, a software product or whatever, show me the web page for that product, the product mm. page, right? Let me, and because I want to see what the messaging looks like. I want to see how organized that web page is. I want to see how concise it is. Show me um, some writing you've done. Have you written a white paper? I mean, writing is so important in product marketing. Of course, it varies with each company, but in many cases, you end up writing. Show me a blog. Show me a white paper. Show me some written content, right? Um, and then show me some slides. Actually, a lot of companies will require product marketers to do a presentation. That is a critical, critical skill to have in product marketing, and you better do a great job at that. Um, that that uh, we've seen numerous numerous great candidates flunk um the presentation piece where we, you know we just didn't make the offer to them because they did so bad yeah yeah no i've seen the same thing someone can come in and can be great in the interviews and then really bad at the presentation and it's uh hard to understand why too sometimes so i think like maybe it's just a you know they're not prepared for it sort of deal but um uh i think that's great advice like you as an interviewer you really do want to ask for those concrete examples of work and so it's not just like you know with writing you want to see their the work that they're most proud of and so i think for the candidate that then means that if they work at a company where they're not actively writing on the blog or all the writing that they do is internal sometimes i hear that you know people say mm -hmm. like oh the, yeah. you know the work that i do it's 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 internal only i think you have to figure out ways to do work that's external you know maybe you're maybe you have a different blog maybe you have your own personal blog or maybe you're um, you know, maybe it's just LinkedIn or maybe it's, it's, it's somewhere else you have to ha have that work reflected. Otherwise right. it's just going to, it's going to make it really tough to impress folks. I think. Exactly. I know that's, it's a difficult situation if it's all, uh, company confidential information, but there's ways where, I mean, product marketing at the end of the day is a customer facing function. Your messaging is customer facing. So show me how the messaging you developed, uh, how did it kind of 
come to life on the website or whatever it is, right? In your maybe in your presentations. Yeah, no, that's that's great advice. I think people need to be very aware of that. What when you guys do? So it sounds like you have some sort of homework assignment or some sort of presentation that um, you're asking candidates to do. Is that right? Yeah, and that's pretty. That's fairly common. I don't know if HubSpot. Do you guys do it at HubSpot at all? We do. We do something very similar where there's like a you know there's a presentation that's um, in the later stages of yes. hiring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that fairly frequently. What makes for a good homework assignment? What should hiring managers be asking candidates to do there? I think you need to be specific from a hiring manager's perspective about what the assignment is. One of the challenges is that a lot of times the directions will be broad. Here's a topic, go provide a presentation. And maybe that's by design, but I think you're putting the, the candidate in a bit of a difficult and somewhat unfair position, right? So be a little more specific about what you want from them, right? Uh, the, from a candidate's perspective, you have an ideal opportunity to show how badass you are. Um, and, and, and there's nothing that shows your skill set the way a presentation can do it. No? Not everybody's good at presentations, at developing them. Not everybody's good at delivering them. It's a skill set that as you become more strategic in your career and evolve your career and grow it, you have to have that. So if you don't feel like you're strong in it today, get going. You know, that, that's absolutely a piece of advice will be good people. Make sure your presentations are awesome. Make sure your delivery is awesome. Yeah, no, it's great advice. And like, there are ways to, it's good to practice that stuff too, right? Like you, you won't get good at it unless you're doing it. Um, and so speaking, you know, at conferences or even just practicing that pitch, you know, in front of yeah. friends or in front of the mirror or whatever, it'll give you, it'll give you some polish before you go into it. Sometimes we will have a homework assignment that is a, is a, is a deck, but it's not something that's going to be presented to everyone. And so one thing that I've seen is that, you know, candidates will put together like a loom or a video of their presentation in addition to the, like into the hard copy. And I think it's a great way to stand out. I don't know if you've seen people do that before, but um, I'm always very impressed when they include that video of them pitching the actual thing that they put together. I have not, I'd love to see that. What, I, what I've seen, though, on the flip side is um, candidates who are fantastic through the interview, and then they completely flub the interview, uh, the presentation itself. And it's, it's so disappointing. <laughs> at that point, you've already vested so much in the interview process with this person that you, you're kind of rooting for them, right? Like, hey, this person's made it this far. Hopefully, they can pass this presentation piece and become part of the team. And when they don't, then it's, it's just like it hurts a little bit because I, you know, I want these people to do well as well. Absolutely. So, what do you think it is with it when in those in those situations? Is there something? Is it just the the you know them actually doing the work? There's something that's not there. Or what are those presentations missing? I think they may not ever have been coached in it, and maybe it's just not something in their career that they've come across. Um, you know, presentation building, which I'm surprised the product marketer should be able to build presentations, right? Especially at the senior level, um, senior product marketing manager, um, but also the delivery, right? You've got to start thinking about how to deliver better. And it, it requires practice, just like everything else, just like your interviews, right? They don't come naturally. You have to be able to practice them. So I think one thing you can do is find yourself some kind of experienced people, seasoned people, and ask them for advice and have them coach you through it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, is probably the best way to do it is, you know, yeah, find those mentors or look for, you know, people who do it well, because there probably isn't a lot of examples for great presentations, unless you're working with people who are giving great presentations. So yeah. Yeah. Are, there, are there, what are the biggest mistakes that you see from candidates in their interview? Are there, you know, is there anything that you consistently see that people get wrong? Yes, I do see it. And it was validated to me by my up, 
up your game series. Um, uh, the one thing I see over and over again is that candidates are not prepared. They don't understand the job position description very well. They don't understand what the company is doing very well. And I thought to myself, that's so weird. Why do I keep getting these candidates who don't really get it? Uh, it's such a basic fundamental thing. But then mm -hmm. as I started doing the up, up your game series and I'm talking to all these VPs and CMOs and asking them for interview advice and off the record, they're telling me, Hey, I come through a lot of candidates who are just. I come across a lot of candidates who just don't know what we're doing. And, and I started to see this pattern happening over and over again. And I wonder if it's because people are taking the spray and pray methodology. They just yeah. apply to anything and everything. Um, that could be one reason behind it, but absolutely that, that is one of the big challenges. I see bad, you know, interviewers do other things that I mentioned before they ramble, right. And they don't give outcomes focused uh, responses. That's great. Be prepared. I think really learn the, the company. Don't ramble. Make sure you're concise with your answers or at least have some sort of little box around them. And then, um, yeah, what was the, wait, what was the third one? There's one more. Here. Be, be, um, so it's, it's outcomes you know, be, yeah, so it's, it's be concise, be prepared and be uh, outcomes focused. I love it. I think if, if you, if you do anything in an interview, if you do those three things, I think you immediately sort of, um, kind of push yourself to the top of people's minds, you're probably going to start to be differentiated like you were saying, because at least then you're, you're very focused with like your, your pitch for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so what is, is there anything that you think, you know, just by doing lots of interviews and thinking about this and, you know, having the, the, the show, is there anything that you think people generally have to learn the hard way through experience that, um, you know, one little nuance that you can piece of advice that you can give people um, after doing so much of this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's practice, practice, practice. I can't say it enough for you. You know, we don't become good bike riders or car drivers or marketers without practice. You don't become a good interviewer without practicing. And practicing in front of a mirror only takes you so far. You need mm -hmm. to have a real life person asking you questions that you don't anticipate. And that person will be looking for different things and there'll be different nuances and different types of questions asked. You cannot replicate that in front of a mirror you have to practice with another person. There's no way around that. And that is the single most highest ROI activity you can take when you're preparing for an interview. It's, it's great advice. And I think also too, it's a very positive way of looking at interviewing as well, because it can be hard for people trying to find a job, right? You may have to do a lot of interviews, but I think if you look at them as an opportunity to get better and sort of practice and like learn from the last interview, you will, you will improve. Um, yeah, absolutely. And please don't beat yourself up over a bad interview. I, I know there's pressure out there, but uh, trust me, I failed so many interviews. Marcus, I've done so badly. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about the dead horse interview. Okay. I, I, uh, yeah. was, I was in business school. I was, again, I, I was a scientist. I went to business school. Now I'm trying to start my business career. And I have no clue about business. I knew nothing about it. And I go into one of his interviews with this huge company, really, really famous. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what an opportunity. And I used my network to get, in, get this opportunity. And I just flubbed the interview. It was so bad that halfway through it, the guy just said, you know what? We're just beating a dead horse at this point. So why don't we just call it quits? <laughs> it's it was, brutal. It was brutal. It was so painful. I almost cried. Um, but that pain <laughs> sat with me for years, literally years. Um, but I also I, I got a takeaway from that. I'm like, gosh, I got to do better. I can't, I can't take my scientific interview approach, which I had done really well and refined really well and apply that to a business situation. They're looking for different things. Clearly what I did in the past does not apply to what I'm doing in the future.
So what I learned from that is practice, right? So I went to people, I found mentors, I found coaches who helped me get better. And I realized that I, I really did as bad as the guy said I did. I mean, I really was, we were beating a dead horse. So, you know, don't, don't feel too bad. You'll get over it. <laughs> it's, it's something you got to learn and it's a, and it's a skill and you know, it's uh, uh, you're not just going to naturally be good at it. Like, like riding or riding a horse or riding a bike or anything like that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, so you've got this show, right? Can you tell me a little bit about how can, if people do want to learn a little bit more from you and, and what you're doing on LinkedIn, can you tell us a little bit about the, the show and what you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. So the show, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I started out with, uh, I was going to do just four or five episodes just to, you know, with some CMOs and VPs I personally knew just to give people some advice on, hey, here's things you can do, practical little things you can do to um, to get better at your interview. And each episode is about three minutes long. Some of them go four or five minutes. So they're very consumable. Um, and as I started doing this, I got more and more people participating. And now it's kind of snowballed where I think it's going to be an ongoing series. I didn't have that goal or vision for it initially. I was just going to do it. But I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback from people because they're so, the advice that you get from C-level executives and heads of product marketing saying, here's what I look for, here are mistakes that I see. And it's so practical and directly applicable. So that, that it really, it's helped a lot of people. I, 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 I say that because I'm getting a lot of feedback offline a lot. It's called Up Your Game, the way you find it on LinkedIn. You either find me, Abdul Rostegar, and I'll, I, I post like one or two or three a week so you can see it in my feed. Or just search for the hashtag up your game and you'll you'll come to the LinkedIn page for it and you can see the whole kind of archive of them. Cool. All right. We will uh, check that out. I'm interested to um, see all these little snippets. I like how, you know, just having them be short kind of tactical advice, I think is really smart. Um, the last question that I like to ask everybody is just what's your outlook on product marketing right now? Is it a good, is it a good space to get into right now? I could not recommend it anymore. I think product marketing is going to take off in the next decade. We're going to be as dependent on product marketing as we are on product management. I think if you look at it in the past, uh, product marketing was a nice to have. People, a lot of people didn't really get it. At one company I was at, I, I started and I asked them, what do you guys think product marketing does? And everybody kept saying the same thing. Well, you're the guy that does the data sheets, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's what they think product marketing is, right? It's an awful response. And so I realized I had to educate people internally on what the value of this is. But I think we're moving past that. You see all of these kind of activities happening. Sharebird is out there. You see the PMA is out there. You see uh, what we're doing today on this podcast, right? It's, it's people are coming together saying this is important. Let's talk about well, how we can move, the, move it forward. And one of the things that product marketing hasn't done in the past, it hasn't defined itself. And I see it now. I see all the debate and all the conversations about what product marketing is and isn't. And I think we're starting to define ourselves. I think we're about 20 years, maybe 25 years behind the curve, behind product management, which in the technology world is, is forever, right? Yeah. Maybe 20 years of being behind. But it tells you where the growth potential is of, of where we're going to be in the future. So absolutely would recommend it to anybody who was interested. Yeah, I think that's great advice. You know, I think I hear that it, it kills me when I hear, you know, I think CMOs think about product marketing as a nice to have, but that is very much changing. And I see it all the time, you know, where people understand just how fundamental it is to growing a, a, a strong business from a marketing standpoint to have a product marketer as your first, you know, one of your very first hires, mm-hmm. if not your first marketing hire. So love to hear that. Love your outlook on it. We will go check out your show. Um, really appreciate you coming on the show and it was great to have you. Marcus, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me.